Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This morning I informed Doug Whaley that he was relieved of his duties with the Buffalo Bills. I have enjoyed working with Doug. He's a very good person. I want to wish him the best in the future. This was not an easy decision. We also relieved the pro and amateur scouting departments of their duties, and I want to thank each and every one of them for their hard work and dedication. I want to make it clear that this decision was made by Kim and I. We look forward to hiring our first GM as owners of the Buffalo Bills. Terry, I think the main question a lot of people have is why, why the move was made now as opposed to at the end of the season when you guys let Rex go. The decision was made now because this is the end of the scouting year you know, for, for our pro personnel departments. And we ran a process after the season ended and um, you know, made the decision at this time. Said in January that quote Doug does a good job. I like him and he works hard and he's a smart guy. What changed between now and then? Well, we ran a process, and as a result of that process, after the you know after the draft, uh, we made the decision. Terry, um, how much? I don't want to say influence, but how? How much has Sean McDermott's arrival given you confidence in what he's capable of doing as a head coach with his detail-oriented approach? And how much did that maybe factor in that his hiring factor into this decision? Well, again, like I said, I want to make it clear that Kim and I made this decision. And part of our evaluation process is, you know, looking and talking to everyone in the organization. You know, um, that's, that's the way we run the team. Terry, Terry. Uh, where does this uh, leave three people, Jim Monis, Kelvin Fisher, and Jim Overdorf? Well, uh, Jim Monis and Kelvin Fisher are part of the pro and amateur scouting departments. And uh, Jim Overdorf, uh, you know, we're going to support him as much as we can, but that decision will be made by the new GM that, that's coming into, uh, into the organization. Who will be involved in the search for the next general manager? Will it just be you and Kim, or will Sean have a say in who becomes the next general manager? It's going to be Kim and I, and we're going to use every resource we can inside and outside the organization to find the right person. And, you know, that's, that's how we're going to do it. It's very simple. We're going to ask Sean questions, absolutely. How hard is it to relieve two general managers and a coach within 10 days of each other? You know, 
we're close on the Sabres to uh, having a final answer. And, you know, these are just things when you own two teams that they occur. If we own three teams, you know, it gets even more complex. But, uh, you know, it's... Jerry, what specifically, I know you conducted a review, but in terms of what was lacking from the general manager position in terms of Doug, what were the specific factors that led you and Kim to this decision? You know, I, I don't want to discuss publicly uh, why we made the decision. The factors, uh, like I said, Doug's a good guy. He's a smart, smart man. Uh, but we made the decision. And the reasons remain private to us and Doug. Terry, you, uh, Terry, you said in, uh, in January when uh, Rex Ryan was fired that Doug Whaley was going to head up your search committee for a new head coach. You've taken issue with the word dysfunction uh, to describe the organizations. What message do you think it sends when you put a GM in charge of hiring a head coach, then fire that GM three months later? You know, uh, Doug wasn't the only person involved in hiring the new coach. It was Kim and I and, you know, a lot of input from other places. So, uh, I mean, that's that's a legitimate question, but, you know, things change. You have a lot of money out there. You're paying people to not work for you anymore. Um, that number climbed a little bit again today. At what point do you think that – you know, or that people should believe that you're actually getting things right. I mean, that reeks of mistakes when you have that much money out of the organization for, for past people. Well, this isn't justification, but there's not – it's very common in pro sports to have, quote, dead money in coaching and management. This much of it? Do you have coaches uh, with three years left on their deal? You'd be surprised. There's, there's, it's very common. Does that all right? Does that make it right? I mean, you, you know, just because it's a, a more of a common no, place. but I'm I'm telling you, this is our first. We didn't hire Doug Whaley. Right. Uh, I've said in the past that uh, I regret not being more involved in the hiring of, the, of our, our hockey GM, and we're, we're in charge of both processes now, and. We're trying to hire a candidate that will be here for a long time. Right. And the other part of that question was, why should people feel confident now when you've already had other hires that haven't, haven't gone well? Well, I, I just explained part of the rationale. Part of it. But, you know, there, there was also Rex. I mean, you gave Whaley a contract extension, uh, Murray a contract extension. You know what? We need to... Talk about the future, and not the past. Mr. Bedoula, with the GM that you do intend to hire, will he have all of the same responsibilities and duties as Doug has, or will Sean assume maybe more of the personnel decisions? Sean's our head coach. When we hire a new GM, we'll talk about, obviously, his obligations and duties, but Sean's our head coach. The GM is going to be the GM. Terry, well, so, Terry, could you well, elaborate then on what the power structure, what what power structure within the organization do you envision as you look forward? I like collaborative organizations. 
So the power structure I envision when we hire our new GM is someone who will work in the organization with us as owners, with the head coach, and and make a team that makes us better. So would Sean theoretically report to the GM or the, both of them to you and Kim? Uh, that's going to be decided. That we, we have to talk to whoever the candidates are and, and make that decision in the future. Terry, will Russ Brandon be involved in the search for a new GM? If we need to ask Russ questions, we're going to ask him. He's, you, he's a member of the Bills organization. What did you maybe learn or what was different in the draft from this year with Sean kind of leading the charge maybe as opposed to past years? Sean didn't lead the charge. It was a collaborative effort in our draft process. We, I like when things go like that. We all talk. You've got to have input from all aspects of the organization. Terry, 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 in, that, in, that, that. in that sense, if, if there was a collaborative effort that you liked, why make the change now when it seemed to work um, you know, in the draft room with Doug and, and, and Sean? Again, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about the past. I, I want to talk about the future. Let me ask you this then. Um, athletes have a learning curve when it comes to being young and, and learning learning the ropes. Do you think that you and Kim have had gone through a learning curve as owners in a, because you've expressed regrets? And do you think that you've gone through a learning curve and, and over the past <clears throat> six years? Everybody needs to get better. I don't care if you own a sports team or your job. You know, you strive to get better in everything you do, and that's what we strive to do. Whether you call it a learning curve or what, it's let's let's get better. Are you um, taking off the possibility of hiring like a director of football ops, someone in between? Will it just be a GM? Will it be a GM and head coach structure? I, I'm saying GM because it's easier to say than football czar, GM, or whatever you guys call that stuff, but. It's going to be whatever we decide moving forward. With all, with all the changes that have happened within both organizations, are you concerned at all about the perception of volatility within the two organizations right now? No. I, like I said, this, this is our first GM hire in the Bills. Uh, you know, we decided to make this change to try to get better, but uh, no. Two-part question, Terry. How much of a say did Doug Whaley have in this draft? He put the whole thing together. And then, and at what point did you decide to fire him? When did you reach that conclusion? Uh, we ran our process, and we decided, uh, you know, after the draft. Mrs. Lula, in, in the interim here, without a GM in place, who will be filling the void, so to speak, with the personnel decisions that are made between now and the time you get a new one in place? It'll be Kim and I. And we're going to talk to um, the coach and whoever we need to talk to to, to make those decisions. Terry, you went on. Uh, same thing we're doing in hockey. Same thing. Terry, you went on some of these workouts with quarterbacks throughout the pre-draft process. What did you maybe learn when you did that, and and how involved do you think you'll be doing that in the future? Well, first off, it, it was very interesting to to meet these young men, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I just did it 
quarterback's an important position, and um, you know, if I do it in the future, I'll. I don't know. I don't know that answer, but I, I like. You know, I've got a daughter that plays tennis. Uh, I like watching young athletes uh, improve and work out and whatnot. How would you characterize how this draft went for your team? I think it went pretty well. If it went well, then you said that we need any draft. Ask me that question two or three years from now, and I'll have a better answer. I'm saying it went well, and you said Doug Whaley put the whole draft together, and you said it was a collaborative effort. He put it together, and it was a collaborative effort, yes. Why is he fired next day? Uh, We have certain aspects we need to get a little better in. Was communication an issue here? No, absolutely not. No. No? No. No. You talk about the future. And trust me, you know, Doug's a good communicator. He's going to land somewhere, and, you know, he's – very personable. You, you talked about the future before you want to discuss or emphasize the future. In the future, why should people feel confident that you're getting things right now? What should give people confidence? Well, first off, I own the team, and they have to believe in us as owners, just like uh, we have to try to believe in our players when we put them on the field. So, uh, you know. We're going to try to make the best decision we can in the future, and uh, we've made big decisions all our lives. Terry, what are the certain aspects that you alluded to that you believe you need to get better at within the general manager position? Uh, I, I need to keep that private. We, I don't want to discuss that publicly. When it came to the Sabres, you talked about structure and discipline and character. Um, could you say the same thing about things that are lacking in this organization and why you, in, 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 in what you think might, might have been lacking here? No, it's not the same situation. It's a different team, uh, different issues. We need to get, we need to get better. There's been a lot of reports and sort of speculation since the end of the season about Doug Whaley's future. You've mentioned how much you enjoyed working with him. How tough was it, I guess, that he kind of got a little bit strung along here a little bit in the last few months? Well, there, you know, there were a few tears around the building, to be honest with you. He's a good, he's a good guy. Two more questions, please. Terry, uh, it's been reported that Brandon Bean, the assistant GM in Carolina, is a candidate. Uh, can you confirm that? I, we haven't started any, had one discussion regarding uh, who a candidate is. Terry, do you have a, a goal for what you want the structure of the front office to be, whether it's head coach reporting to GM or whether there's a football or whatever it is? Or are you going to let the candidates and the people you interview more or less dictate? We've got to let that roll and, and see how it shapes out as we talk to people. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.